Thank you. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday Rosh Chodesh morning. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Trying to find your way back home Want to call your own To be alone Though in tattered rags Wandering in foreign lands There's a master plan So take my hand You're the son of kings You're the child of Yosef's dreams And you were born to royalty and honor You're the daughter of queens You're Queen Esther's legacy And you were born of dignity and valor And they can never take your crown No, they can never take your crown They can never bring you down Oh, they can never take your crown No away those chains and remember your name let your star shine bright yeah don't be ashamed so come on spread your wings let that child inside be seen raise up your voice this is a moment to rejoice now let me hear you sing you're the son of kings you're the child of yosef's dreams and you Princes among men in the service of Hashem. It's a bond that never ends, no. And thank God for that. You are princes among men in the service of Hashem. It's a love that never ends, no. And thank God for that, cuz. Crown, 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 they can never take your crown.
JM in the AM. Part of the uh, amazing content that came out of the most recent Amudim event. Mendy Portnoy and Ari Ettinger together. A pianist and a guitarist uh, walk into a bar. I think that's the... Uh, what's the official thing? Let's see. What's the? I'm trying to see what the official um, name of that piece is. Pianist and guitar. Pianist and guitar. Uh, in a bar. Mendy Portnoy and Ari Ettinger. Anyway, um... Some uh, a unique presentation of uh, some Jewish music selections in that piece, and again, that was part of the uh, amazing content that was um, uh, part of the Amudim uh, live stream, which thank God was a great success. And my thanks uh, to Mark Zamek and to uh, Avrami Finkelstein for um, uh, making sure we had that piece uh, and many others uh, in our um, in our track library, if you will. Crown before that from Yoni Z, Yaakov Chesed, and Oseh Shalom. That's brand new. Birchas HaChodesh, that's Yehuda Green. Mayor Sherman with both Yehi HaChodesh and Masach HaShem, which is our Monday morning theme song. And, of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to our Monday on this January the 3rd, day one in the month of Shvat. Today is Rosh Chodesh Shvat 5782, Tavshin Pei Beis. It is also the first Monday of 2022. That's right. Are you still writing 2021 on your checks? Do most of you know what a check is at this point? <laughs> we were just discussing the uh, fundraiser that we just completed here on Friday at JM and the AM and the Malcolm Siegel Network. And uh, boy, a lot of people moving away from checks, that's for sure. A very successful online campaign, and I thank all of you for making it so. And we had an amazing, amazing finish on Friday. And thanks to everybody who helped us get to our goal. I think we're already close to 101,000, if I'm not mistaken which is a great feeling. Anyway, it's Monday. It's the first January uh, Monday of 2022. I uh, want to wish a mazel tov to the Weintraubs, my darling in-laws. Uh, Mrs. Gale and Mr. Itzy Weintraub celebrated their 62nd wedding anniversary yesterday. They celebrated their 62nd wedding anniversary yesterday. Imagine that. Uh, so we wish them the very best. Their wedding took place on January the 2nd of 1960. How incredible is that? I know. Hard to believe, huh? So Baruch Hashem, as I said yesterday, another 62. Why not? And we wish them the very, very best. It's Rosh Chodesh Shvat, which means we're two weeks away from our Tu B'Shvat special. Uh, and uh, we've got 33 degrees outside with 56% humidity. Winds are north at 16 miles per hour. Snow today with a high of 35. Then tonight, partly cloudy, a low temperature of 22. Mostly sunny for tomorrow, a high of 36 degrees. Right now, 54 in Yerushalayim, 33 here in New York. Maybe some snow coming, as they keep saying. We'll see what happens as we uh, update you on JM and the AM. A special Mazal Tov and Mabruk going out to Lori and Dr. Joe Rosazada. Last night, we had the pleasure, the privilege, the honor of being part of the incredible celebration in West Orange, New Jersey, of Aaron's Bar Mitzvah. Uh, Aaron HaKohen uh, became a Bar Mitzvah yesterday last night, and uh, in the tradition of the Rosazada family, he completed a Sefer Torah, which was amazing, and to see, as I told Joe this morning, to see the five Sifrei Torah they've already dedicated as part of each of the B'nai Mitzvah celebrations uh, was just amazing. What an incredible uh, sight that was. So to Lori, Dr. Joe, and the extended uh, Rosazada Friedman families, uh, a very, very special Mazal Tov and Mabruk, and to Aaron HaKohen, uh, based on what everyone said last night, you're already living up to your name. So, Kolakavod, Kolakavod, and uh, the amazing 
Rosazada family that's built on every pillar of uh, our tradition, but especially Chesed. Uh, they should continue to have tremendous nachat, tremendous uh, hatzlacha, uh, tremendous um, joy from their family as it continues to grow from all of us here at JM in the AM. Monday morning on this Rosh Chodesh Shvat, as we continue, we are heading back to school and back to work. In fact, school is going to be an important topic about an hour from now <laughs> because there are some there are some people in our community, some very uh, outspoken and uh, concerned parents in our community that would like to see a little bit of a different approach toward what is happening uh, in our schools two years after the start of COVID. And we'll talk about that in a very responsible manner, I would say. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up here at JM and the AM. We'll do that in hour number two on this Monday morning and plenty more, of course, if you keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
Oh, that's Hodu. It's Eitan Katz. And, of course, those are words that we say in Hallel today as we um, celebrate Rosh Chodesh. A one-day Rosh Chodesh. Today is Rosh Chodesh Shvat. And I thank all of you for tuning in and being part of this great radio experience. You heard Shlomo Katz with Li Shuascha and Nigun HaSulam. Shlomo Simcha with his brothers, Ki Kare. That's another one of those pieces from the um, uh, amazing Amudim event that took place last month. And again, my thanks to Mark Zamek and to Avrami Finkelstein for making sure that we have those pieces as part of our uh, music track library here at the Nahum Siegel Network so that we can present them uh, to this amazing audience. Ooh. There we go. Wow. Talk about talk about Galei Tzal. Galei Tzal is in the background, all right. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Wishing everybody a happy Rosh Chodesh. I am feeling better. I think you could hear it in my voice. Not there 100% yet, but certainly getting closer and closer. Thank God. And a big, big, speaking of 100%, thanks to everybody who helped us get to 100% of our goal for our big fundraiser at the end of 2021. A big, big thank you on this first JM in the AM of 2022 to everybody who helped us get to our goal. Much appreciated. Baruch Hashem, a great success. And we're going to keep on going. We've got a Tubishvat special two weeks from today, please, God. A whole month of great January programming and just more and more and more coming up. And I hope you'll be on the listening end as much as possible as we continue to go at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world. The web at NachumSigl.com and the NachumSigl Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. A reminder coming up at uh, 9 o'clock this morning right after JM in the AM. Rabbi Benji Kramer with the latest edition of Meir Me Lim, a segment that uh, has been named after the late, great, amazing friend, Mayor Weingarten, who had a love for the Hebrew language and incredible ability to describe the Hebrew language and explain the Hebrew language to our listeners. Rabbi Benji Kramer has taken on that mantle uh, in a segment named for Mayor. It's called Meir Me Lim, and the latest installment of Mayor Milim is coming up right after JM in the AM in the Monday 9 AM time slot that Mayor Weingarten used to have right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. So you'll hear that two hours from now. Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. איש עסקים מוכר מתחום הנדלן עוכב לחקירה והחשד לעבירות של הונאת נושים, עבירות פשיטת רגל והלבנת הון. על פי החשד, איש העסקים פעל לאורך תקופה ממושכת להסתיר את ההכנסות שלו והנכסים שבבעלותו, בין היתר באמצעות רישום חשבונות בנק וחברות שבשליטתו על שם אחרים. החשוד, תושב המרכז כבן 60, מורשע בעבר בעבירות מרמה שונות וריצה עונש מאסר. זוג הורים בשנות החמישים לחייהם ובנם בן שלושים מאזור המרכז נעצרו בחשד שביצעו עבירות מין בבת הקטנה במשפחה. מדווחת כתבתנו בתל אביב, אנה פינס. על פי החשד, במשך שנים ארוכות, האח היה מבצע באחותו הקטנה עבירות מין קשות. זאת בידיעת שני הוריו, שלא עשו דבר למנוע את הפגיעות, ואף לקחו בהן חלק. התלונה הוגשה במשטרה רק לפני מספר שבועות, והיא מתייחסת לעבירות מתמשכות שהתרחשו כאשר האח והאחות היו קטינים. מחר צפויה המשטרה לבקש להעריך את מעצרם. שר החוץ לפיד בתדרוך לכתבים מדיניים בעניין איראן, הובלנו להכרה בינלאומית בחשיבות הנושא. אנחנו לא נגד כל הסכם. 
או דרך שר החוץ שבשנה הקרובה תתעצם הפעילות המשפטית נגד ישראל בזירה הבינלאומית. עם הפרטים כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג. לפיד אומר המעצמות מכירות בכך שהסוגיה האיראנית היא סוגיה מרכזית בשיח העולמי וכך צריך להתייחס אליה. שר החוץ מזהיר כי בשנה הקרובה תתעצם הפעילות המשפטית נגד ישראל בזירה הבינלאומית לרבות הדבקת תווית של מדינת אפרטהייד. בין היתר הוא מזהיר גם מפני פעילותה של ועדת החקירה הבינלאומית שהוקמה בעניין מבצע שומר החומות. לדבריו מדובר בשקר נאלח והוא מדבר על כך עם כל שותפינו. המחלוקת בקואליציה על הרפורמה בחקלאות, יושבת ראש הקואליציה, חברת כנסת עידית סילמן, פנתה במכתב לעשרת חברי הכנסת שאיימו להיעדר מהצבעות בכנסת אם תאושר הרפורמה וקרא להם שלא לפגוע בעבודת הקואליציה. כתבנו הפוליטי יובל שגב מוסיף שבהמשך היום תקיים סילמן פגישה בין חברי הכנסת לבין שר החקלאות פורר על מנת להגיע להבנות. מוקדם יותר אמר סגן השר אלון שוסטר מכחול לבן אצל אמיר איבגי, פעולות חד צדדיות יובילו למשבר, אך לא נפרק את הממשלה בעקבות כך. עומק המשבר בקואליציה תהיה כגובה הפעולות החד צדדיות והחשיבות שלהן. המשבר הולך ומתהווה והוא יכול להיפטר ברגע אחד. שר החקלאות פשוט צריך שלא לחתום על אותם צווים, ואם הם יחתמו, זה כמובן יעורר מהומה שאני מניח שאנחנו נתגבר עליה, כי אין לנו שום כוונה לפרק את הממשלה הראויה. ארבעה חודשים לאחר בריחת האסירים מכלא גלבוע החלו העבודות למיגון המתקן ותיקון ליקויי הבנייה. במסגרת העבודות שהחלו הבוקר יוזרם חומר בינוי ייחודי למילוי ועיבוי החללים שמתחת לכלא. שיירת מיכליות כבר הזרימה לנקודות התורפה השונות במבנה כ-1200 קוב חומר מילוי. זאת במטרה למנוע אפשרות לניסיונות בריחה בעתיד. מהלך המיגון צפוי להימשך עוד מספר שבועות. ודיה שמסר כתבנו לענייני צבא וביטחון דורון קדוש. ומזג האוויר, טמפרטורות רגילות לעונה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
Shiva 
met a man last Sunday. He was on his way back home from a wedding in Chicago. He was traveling alone. He said he came from Vilna, a survivor. I could tell. I helped him with his suitcase. He could not walk very well. A steward gave us coffee as we settled on the plane. I asked him why he bothers. At his age, there'd be no blame. No simcha is a burden. Although I miss my dear late wife, then he shared with me a story that has changed my view of life. We danced round and round in circles as if the world had done no wrong. From evening until morning, filling up the shul with song. Though we had no sifrei toyrah to clutch close to our hearts, in the place we held the future of a past so torn apart. I remember liberation, joy and fear both intertwined. To go and what to do, and how to leave the pain behind. My heart said, "Go to Vilna, dear. I pray it once again for the chance to find a loved one, or perhaps a childhood friend." It took many months to get there, from late spring to the fall. Many others, close to four hundred in all. Slowly there was healing, darkened souls now mixed with light. When someone proudly cried out, "Simchas Torah is tonight." We danced round and round in circles, as if the world had done no wrong. Evening until morning, filling up the shul with song. Though we had no sifrei toyrah to clutch close to our heart, in the place we held the future of a past so torn apart. We ran as one towards the shul, our spirits in a trance. We tore apart the barricade in defiance. We would dance, but the scene before us shook us to the core. Scraps of cedar, bullet holes, bloodstains on the floor. Turn to the eastern wall, 
we looked on in despair. There'd be no scrolls to dance with. The holy ark was bare. Then we heard two children crying, a boy and girl who no one knew. We realized no children. We're among us, but those two. We dance round and round in circles, as if the world had done no wrong. From evening until morning, filling up the show with song. Though we had no secret to to gather in our arms in the place we held those children. The Jewish people would live on. We danced round and round in circles as if the world had done no wrong. From evening until morning, filling up the shoe with song. Though we had no sifretoyron to clutch and hold up high in their place. I can see it in your eyes. There was something you were hiding. You were holding deep inside. You were fighting on your own. All the nights you went to bed, under covers you were crying. With his words inside your head, he stole your innocence. So when you feel like home is lost and you don't know where to go or who to call, I will stand for you. We can face the world together if we raise our voice and make the choice to learn to live again. I will stand. Surrender. All you needed was more time. 
J.M. in the A.M. Wow. Ellie Schwabel, I will stand for you. That is uh, another piece from the Amudin presentation of a couple of weeks back that we've incorporated into our uh, network playlist. Thank you to Mark Zomick and Avrami Finkelstein. What a powerful song, Ellie Schwabel. And this coming Wednesday here at J.M. in the A.M., we're going to be speaking to Rabbi Yanki Horowitz. He has been one of the most outspoken people when it comes to the subject of abuse in our community. He has a lot to say in general, and we'll certainly get his reaction to what happened over the last couple of weeks with the Walder situation. That's this coming Wednesday morning, uh, about 7.45 a.m. Eastern Time, of a Yankee Horowitz here at JM in the AM. I don't think there's a bigger authority on this whole issue than he is. And we'll speak to him uh, just two days from now here at JM in the AM. The Lemmer Brothers before that, also from the Amudin presentation, it's called A Man from Vilna. The Great Journey Selection. You heard Shlomo Kalbach and Ma'ashiv, Diaspora at Hallelujah, and Mordechai and David's Ma'ashiv on this Rosh Chodesh morning here at JM and the AM. It's Rosh Chodesh Shvat, this first January Monday of 2022. Um, on this Rosh Chodesh, I remind you that we're two weeks away from our Tu B'Shvat special. That'll happen two weeks from today. I also remind you that Rabbi Benji Kramer is going to be presenting Meir Mi Lim today, 9 a.m. Eastern Time a segment named for the uh, late great Mayor Weingarten and uh, concentrating on the Hebrew language, a brand-new segment of Meir Milim, brand-new episode, coming up at 9 a.m. this morning with Rabbi Benji Kramer. Thank you, Rabbi Kramer. And again, we honor Rabbi, uh, we honor Mayor Weingarten's memory with that segment every Monday at 9 a.m. here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echonishmas HaRav Zevin, Reyosav HaLevi, and Echonishmas Esther Basar, Reyosav HaLevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learned that when Moshe Rabbeinu came to Bnei Israel to tell them that the time had come for the Geula, they didn't listen to him. 
because of the difficult servitude. The simple explanation is that Paro had made the Shibbat especially difficult for them. Their hearts weren't open to listen to the words of Moshe Rabbeinu. They wanted immediate redemption. If the Gula wasn't immediate, they didn't want to have it at all. The Orachayim writes something fantastic, which he says helps us to have a bird's eye view of the pure world of the Ben Torah. The words of the Orachayim are short, but they include the foundations of the world. Think about it. B'nai Yisrael were in the worst shivad, the worst servitude. The officers would beat them when they didn't meet their daily quotas. Paro would shout at them endlessly. The shivad was oyam v'nora. It was fearful. It was awesome. It took a person away from all peace and tranquility. We would say that in such a matzav, in such a situation, it's understandable why B'nai Yisrael wouldn't listen. Notwithstanding that, the Orachaim says the Kotzer Ruach is if someone does not listen to Torah, because a Ben Torah would not be a Kotzer Ruach. B'nai Torah have to be Sovel. We have to understand to withstand whatever the challenges of the time are. It comes to teach us that we cannot be like the rest of the people. We have to be an exalted nation, a nation which is lifted up above the others until even if there are difficulties and challenges, the natural human reaction might be is to have no peace or tranquility. However, the Amatora doesn't get to the level of Kotzeruach. This reminds us to always remain tranquil and calm. The heart is turned to trust in Hashem that He should save us from all tzoros, in the schus of the Torah, in the schus of the mitzvahs that we do. Be'ezer Hashem Yisparach, on this day of Rosh Chodesh, may we all have the power to withstand all challenges in life. May we have only bracha v'hatzlacha, blessing and success in all that we do in the material world and in the spiritual world. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, Bringing you morning physic. Have a nice day.
Sashem Besimcha Ba'yulifon of Birnana Ivdu Sashem Besimcha Ba'yulifon of Birnana Happiness 
Zevi Kaufman with Ivdu. You heard uh, Abba done by Mordechai Shapiro before that. Monday morning, it's Rosh Chodesh Shvat. Thanks for tuning in to JM and the AM on this very first Monday of January 2022. Could you imagine? It's our first JM and the AM broadcast of 2022. My thanks to um, Avrami for Saturday Night Seagull. My thanks to Matis for JM Sunday. Yeah, they've already been on the air in 2022. Not I till this morning. Imagine that. I uh, just got a report from someone in Israel that COVID numbers are climbing again and that uh, a lot of kids are being encouraged to go into quarantine right now in Israel. And um, even if this uh, subject had not hit pretty close to home for me over the last few days, I think we still would have taken the time to address it this morning because there are a lot of concerned parents out there uh, that now are, star- I shouldn't say now are starting, that wouldn't be fair, but now are really, really getting concerned about what the last two years have done to our children, uh, about what the last two years have done to um, kids in our community that for some are now going on a third school year of um, of COVID-19. Yeah, uh, for many, the uh, 19-20 school year was, you know, came to an abrupt halt. The 2021 school year was a very difficult one to navigate, and there was a lot of quarantine and testing and and principals and, and faculty members having to deal with all these types of situations when we wish they could concentrate on other things that are going on in school. And now 21-22, when we thought that things would, you know, lighten up a bit, uh, we've been facing yet another surge over the last few weeks, as you know, uh, with this new variant, and more and more parents are very, very concerned, to the point where I was informed last week that in our circles, in our circles, among the parents that are traditionally listeners of this show, for the most part, that are listeners of this show from the New York, New Jersey area, we know we have people around the world, um, uh, the parents have officially formed a group, a group that's representing... um, uh, the fears that they have regarding uh, what's happening with our children, who are again now 
in the midst for many of them in a third year of having their school year completely uh, upended. A.J. Schreiber, who's been with us before and has been a wonderful friend, both on and off the air, is with us live via telephone. He's one of the people that's representing this larger group of parents and one of the people who have lent their names, uh, board members of schools, uh, very involved parents of schools who have lent their names to this effort. And we'll talk about how everybody out there can get involved. A.J. Schreiber, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Pleasure to be here. Uh, I know I did some of the uh, summing up, uh, but from your perspective, why has it become necessary for a group of parents to officially form an effort uh, to try to help the schools and our kids get back to a somewhat normal situation? Well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, the, uh, you know, as you said, this has been going on for a very long time. And uh, certainly, you know, in the beginning, as we, as we started with all this, um, people didn't know what to do. And uh, there were a lot of unanswered questions. And so we acted accordingly, and the schools acted accordingly. I think we have a lot more information now. And, you know, this is uh, parents are getting extraordinarily concerned about some of the policies that are put in place. And all we want to do is have a dialogue to discuss these issues um, because these are our children and obviously uh, the future. And, you know, these issues greatly affect them. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not just um, physically, which we're certainly considering, uh, and their families as well. These are big issues. But you know, there are emotional and psychological and even intellectual uh, uh, effects that this has on our children. You know, it's funny. We always talk about long COVID and those who've suffered from COVID, whatever, whatever stage it was at over the last 22 months, uh, in the back of our minds, we're always thinking, you know, what will this mean d- days from now, months from now, and years from now for our basic health? Uh, I think there's a long COVID to consider regarding uh, the education of our children and their their social um, uh, situations. Because if we continue to insist that kids wear masks, and if we continue to insist that kids test and quarantine, and if we continue to insist that our principals and th- those who lead our schools concentrate the majority of their day on these issues instead of academics and extracurricular activities for the kids, then I'm afraid there's going to be a long COVID effect for all these kids down the road. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's part of, uh, you know, a major portion of of the conversation that uh, we want to be able to have. And, you know, let me, first of all, just uh, start by saying something, you know, the the school administrators and the principals and everybody else uh, involved in running uh, our schools from, you know, day to day have done such an amazing job over the years. And we are so grateful to them for educating and taking care of our children in the place where they spend the vast majority of their time. Um, But, you know, people are still, uh, and and understandably so, um, uh, acting out of fear of the unknown. Um, But it is time that we have a conversation so that we could perhaps have these discussions from from an intellectual perspective and understanding all the facts um, and 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 balancing uh, the education, as you said, 
Um, and the long-term, not just physical long COVID, but behavioral long COVID, um, we've seen uh, some, some numbers that are incredibly alarming about some of the behavioral effects uh, of these uh, mandates these policies, uh, what they can what they can do to our children. And we know so much more today than we did 22 months ago. And of course, we acted accordingly uh, all through the different stages. But now, as many have suggested, uh, we see the suggestion coming from the state of Israel because they're considering reopening completely in a few days. Why is that different now? Why are they considering that? Because everyone now has information and sees uh, that there may not be a choice but to let this latest variant run its course. Uh, if you open up the country, for instance, in regard to Israel, it's not going to make much of a difference because there are so many cases there already. Um, we are not asking people to act in an irresponsible fashion when it comes to our schools, but to examine the quarantine rules that are that have been established and continue to be enforced, the masking rules that have been established and continue to be enforced. Maybe there are ways to um, lighten some of these. Maybe there are ways to deal with some of these in a way where we just acknowledge that there are going to be Students and faculty members who are sick with this new variant, not nearly as sick. We are a pretty boosted, pretty much boosted community, certainly a pretty much a boosted segment of our community. So we're, we're hoping, I would, I would guess this is what you, uh, how you would put it, uh, we're hoping that people will consider all of this in, in easing and in adjusting the rules so that our kids can have a better school and social experience. I think. Absolutely. I do want to specify one thing. There are certain policies that are mandated by the government, and those uh, we are not at all uh, looking to violate any of those mandates to go against them. Certainly masking is a mandate in the schools uh, in, in many locations. Uh, what we want to do, and it's specified in, in the petition that we put out, really an open letter uh, to the heads of schools, um, is to help us perhaps advocate uh, based on uh, these uh, aspects of behavioral, emotional, psychological, intellectual, all of these uh, things that affect our children, to advocate uh, at the state and local levels to discuss this and to see maybe we can start talking about getting rid of this, uh, the mask mandates, uh, to the extent that we have a discussion, and, and we all feel that's safe. We are, again, not looking to go against any of that, but perhaps create a grassroots effort um, to have these conversations with government officials um, at all levels. The, the reality is, the sad reality is that um, it seems that folks don't want to have that conversation. Um, and there may be a variety of reasons, but I can tell you that there are parents out there who desperately want to be heard, but they are they they don't ask the questions. They're afraid to ask the questions. They've asked the questions in the past, and they're met with anger. They're they're oftentimes made to feel like they're not, idiots, right, or or, crazy people, or they're not concerned, um, or they're not concerned about kids. They're well, made. I mean, I wouldn't say that anybody that that has children is not concerned about I'm, kids. I'm saying, or, you know. I'm, but I'm saying that they, they they are often made to feel that they are not concerned with the greater health risks. That they're not concerned yeah, with it. Absolutely, and not just certainly for their for their children, right. but you know, they're not concerned about how it affects their their families at large. Um, but you know what what people have experienced. Um, 
community and the school, uh, derision, and even reprisals, I mean, against their children where they're not invited to play dates or whatever it may be throughout this entire, uh, throughout this entire ordeal. Um, and people, those folks are made to feel like, and they feel like they're alone. They, they, are, they feel helpless in their, in their effort for their children. And just for them to know that they're not alone, that there are many people uh, in their communities and in the broader communities in the Jewish community around the country. Um, and I'll tell you some uh, incredible numbers uh, that we've seen with our letter and petition um, to know that there are people with them and that they have a voice and that hopefully this effort will give them the voice to have the dialogue with the schools and whomever is making these policy decisions um, is something that gives them tremendous chizuk and, and that in itself is something uh, incredible uh, to be done. I will tell you that in the New York, New Jersey area alone, um, we have uh, a thousand, almost a thousand uh, signatures on behalf of children um, uh, or a thousand students represented in all of the schools across the New York, New Jersey area. And word of this has, has gotten out um, so that Outside of New York and New Jersey, um, there are, you know, starting to rack up some numbers now uh, for other people who feel the very same way um, and hope that this effort will help them as well. Yeah, A.J. Schreiber's with us. He's representing a group of parents that's not looking to pick a fight. They're looking to have a dialogue. They're looking to have a discussion about what could be done uh, in our schools, elementary and high schools, uh, within the law, within the law, within the regulations to ease things for children and give them a situation a surrounding that will hopefully uh, give them less of a long COVID uh, problem, uh, but more of a uh, a real school, uh, social, and academic environment. Uh, that's what we're looking for. In, the, in this petition, in the letter that they're asking people to sign, and again, everybody out there, you can look at it yourself and make a decision if you want to sign it. I felt it was important to bring this to this audience. I know there are a lot of people out there who are concerned about all of this. Um, there's a In the petition, it discusses masking and isolation and the fear the kids have about being quarantined, how so many of them have had to endure weeks of isolation multiple times. Um, it it, it, it uh, discusses children with learning disabilities, with speech and hearing issues and other things that are going on and how we have to uh, think about what they're going through right now. Um, and the, the call to action is that they're, they're asking to look closely at stopping school closures. They're asking to look closely at, at letting go of the mask mandates. They're asking to look closely to the end of quarantines. They're, acting, they're asking to look closely at testing and vaccinations not being enforced, especially now with this new variant where it seems it's just running rampant throughout the entire community and everybody, adult, uh, and not everybody, but you get my point, so many adults and children are getting it. Uh, if you want information about all this, if you want to read about it, and if you possibly want to sign it and join this effort, there's a distinguished list of people that uh, accompanies uh, AJ's name on this list that are involved in our community here in New York and New Jersey. And as you heard AJ say, it's really going nationwide at this point and getting a lot of attention from many school districts and many um, uh, yeshiva districts around the country. It's kidspetition.com. Kids, K-I-D-S, petition.com. Uh, it's as simple as that. K-I-D-S, petition.com, kidspetition.com. AJ, you said you've gotten interesting reactions from around the country. What can you tell us about that? Well, uh, again, people 
people are signing on uh, and putting the names to the petition uh, from places. This was originally started really um, uh, as an effort for you know the New York metropolitan area, but again, this is obviously such a such a hot button item um, and such an important issue. Um, and people again d didn't feel they have a voice, and this gives them the ability to have the voice. And and I think um, that you know people are still afraid to put their names down mm -hmm. uh, on these sorts of things for everything that I stated earlier. Right. These are just the people who would put their names down. I, and I, I got to tell you that you know I spoke earlier about people um, feeling like they have a voice. Uh, not only me, but but other uh, people who uh, put their name on really the committee. Um, and, and again, th that's just the committee. There there are all the names of people who put their names down. But uh, certainly, putting that on a petition would uh, would take up a lot of space. But people have been approached, and I can speak about this from personal experience, in tears. People have come over in tears saying it means so much to them to know they're not alone and that they may finally have a voice. And, you know, that that in itself is, you know, gives us the ability to know that we're doing the right thing here, that there are so many people that this is going to help. And, and you know, an important thing also that I want people to understand is that we have raised these issues on this letter petition, um, and you may or may not agree with all of them, and that's okay. Again, we just want to have a discussion right. about it. Also, also, I think your group, and I think I could safely say this, I know that it's my opinion, uh, I think your group is just looking for people to approach things differently in year three than they did in year one. There has to be some adjustment here. There has to be some recognition that things have changed. We have a lot more knowledge. We're a lot smarter about what's happening now uh, with this um, uh, public health situation. We need to adjust accordingly. We need to go and 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 uh, form policies and adhere to policies that make sense for year three that may have uh that may not anymore make sense uh for year one but now would make sense for year three i i think i could safely say that that's one of the things you'd like to accomplish absolutely absolutely that's that's right on the money uh and you know we have this information now and again i think again i can't state it enough times the 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 school principals and administrators and, and everybody involved has certainly historically done such an incredible job and we're forever grateful for that. Um, and even during this incredibly difficult time, uh, I was really so blown away and impressed um, by how quickly our schools stepped up and uh, developed a curriculum for learning uh, from home, uh, distance learning, all of that really just they've done an amazing job and they've done an amazing job throughout the process navigating all of this uh, but i think that it's time to have uh, uh, these discussions uh, with them you know oftentimes a lot of decisions that are made regarding policies are made by medical committees uh, that the schools have uh, that have dedicated themselves to do, to handling these critical issues but in some cases uh, in not all cases. In some cases, these medical committees, nobody knows who they are, and they certainly can't have a discussion with them. Um, and they may only be taking into consideration the medical uh, issues, uh, the, you know, the physical health issues related to this, um, and not take into consideration the emotional and behavioral issues that are involved here. Yeah. Um, 
but we don't know. Right. We at, just at, don't know. At the minimum, they've got to hear from parents their concerns, even if they even if they end up figure, even if they end up feeling the same way they feel now. They've got to at least hear what parents have to say about this and have them describe what kids have been going through for the last uh, two years, because it just it just someone's got to advocate on behalf of our kids, and someone's got to be there. Uh, to and by the way, one other thing. And again, I'm not minimizing the role. The principles, as you indicated, have been amazing. And I've been amazed at what I've heard about and what I've seen. Uh, but, but let's get them back to doing what they do best. Let's get them back to you know, concentrating 24 hours a day on the academics and on the extracurricular that are going on in the schools and enhancing the lives of our children in that way. Um, and I'm not saying that there aren't plenty of uh, medical committees and nurses and doctors that have been you know, at the forefront for these schools. But I don't know. I feel bad for a lot of the principals because it seems like they're very preoccupied uh, with this whole issue, again, not not their fault, but but you know we we do want them to get to a point where they're able to concentrate on what they do best. Absolutely, and I know uh, certainly uh, from the principals of the schools uh, which my uh, children attend, who are just incredible in general. Um, I know they'd like uh, nothing more than to do that. Yeah. Uh, so you're absolutely right. All right, kidspetition.com. Make your own decision, everybody. I just thought it was really important. Uh, once uh, uh, certain members of this committee and then AJ contacted me, I thought it was really important to bring this to the attention of our parents out there. Uh, let's at least talk about it. Let's talk about this. Let's get schools to consider uh, different policies for year three than we had in year one, and let's just have a conversation and all get on the same page. The fact that this is dividing people in our community is terrible. All we're asking for is... Uh, a dialogue, and now it seems like it'll be a nationwide dialogue uh, so that we can uh, do what's best for the future of our children. Kidspetition.com, kidspetition.com. You can read all about it. It's one sheet. You can read all about it. It's pretty st- straightforward. And if you want to sign it, certainly they welcome you to do so as well. A.J. Schreiber, anything else you'd like to add, sir? No, I just really thank you for uh, for giving for adding to the voice uh, that all of these concerned parents have uh, and allowing us to uh, have this conversation, this dialogue um, uh, in public for yeah. everyone. Yeah, 100%. If we're doing it for the betterment of our children in the long run, then, then it's obviously a really, really important cause and one that I hope everybody uh, can uh, can uh, speak about and get on the same page about. Uh, AJ, I thank you, and call uh, a vote, and we'll remind everybody about the petition. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. AJ Schreiber, petition is available now at kidspetition.com, kidspetition.com. Whether you do or don't agree with what we just said, let us talk about it and, and, and bring your concerns, either the same ones that we have that we just expressed, or if you have concerns on the other side, bring the concerns to the principals and to the health committees and to the people in the schools. Let the schools hear from parents what's going on so they can continue uh, to do what's best for our children. But with year three policies, yeah, believe it or not, anybody who entered, and I know this from personal experience, anybody who entered a, uh, a school in 2019, in September of 2019, they're now going on their third year of this whole COVID craziness. Um, l- let's make sure that year three is being treated the way it should be treated and it's not being treated like year one. And this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
Never give up on the Holy Spirit of the Kutumaran. On the first page, it says in this letter, the Holy Master of Nathan says, Don't ever give up, ever give up, ever give up, ever give up, ever give up.
Maishi Tischler with Modani, Maishi Mendlowitz had Nachamu. You heard Yaakov Shweki in there with Lachaim and Eli Levin and never give up to open up that set here on a Monday at JM the AM. It's the 3rd of January of 2022. Believe it or not, first JM in the AM for the brand new calendar year. First day in the month of Shvat. Today is Rosh Chodesh Shvat, all the traditional editions for Rosh Chodesh. Today is a one day Rosh Chodesh Shvat with our Tubish Shvat special, please God, two weeks from today, right here. At JM in the AM. My thanks to our wonderful friends at A&H, Abels and Hyman. Have you walked into one of the uh, kosher supermarkets in your neighborhood over the last month or so? It's amazing what those displays look like now from A&H. So many amazing, delicious products, great meat items that you'll love and your family will love. And as we get closer and closer to the end of the NFL season and start talking about kosher halftime show and things like that, you know what happens. All of a sudden, the uh, potential for grilling goes up and up. Uh, as we get closer to the um, to the big game, a lot of people are starting to consider what to serve um, this time around. So A&H should be forefront on your mind. Also, don't forget at kosherdogs.net, you can uh, enjoy a 10% discount with promo code radio. Kosherdogs.net, enjoy a 10% discount with promo code radio. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. More coming up. Here's Benny Friedman at JM in the AM.
vibrant and passionate, teaching our daughters what Yiddishkeit means, the values we hope to transmit. With songs and with stories, the words come alive. Shabbos and Yom and Parsha, she's lighting up neshamas, instilling the pride that our girls can know, feel inside. Let's stand up for the morrow who faces the task, who remains with our girls when they're grown. She's giving our nation the power for each child is a world of her own. Let's stand up for the Mora who gives heart and soul every day that she's playing her part. For each mother and daughter in Klaisro has a Mora engraved in her heart. She may not have letters that follow her name Yet she has mastered the art of connection The times may have changed But her mission's the same To bring out all the good from within At the end of the year, at the end of the day she takes them along, thinks of and prays for them years down the line. You'll still hear Mora say, that's my student, oh, what a gem. Let's stand up for the Mora who faces the task, who remains with our girls when they're Child is a world of her own. Let's stand up for the Mora who gives heart and soul every day that she's playing her part for each mother and daughter in Klausro as a Mora. The power to last for each child is a world of her own. So let's stand up for our morals who give heart and soul every day that they're playing their 
Mesameach, 
time Heart and soul name must align For everything there is a time So let's find on from the on fine A little bit of fun is fine Heart and soul name must align Together this one time Let's find the on fine J.M. in the A.M. with Una Messer done by Eighth Day. The early Shabbos band had Misameach before that. Yossi Green with Lev Avos here at J.M. in the A.M. Mazel Tov to Tzvi Yosef. Tzvi Yosef celebrated a bar mitzvah. We say Mazel Tov to him. Also Mazel Tov to Aaron Rosa Zada. Last night was the big celebration to Lori and Dr. Joe and everybody who was there uh, from the Friedman and Rosa Zada families. We say Mazel Tov from all of us here at J.M. in the A.M. It was a beautiful Hachnasat Sefer Torah and Bar Mitzvah celebration. Mazal Tov Mabruk from all of us here at JM in the AM. More coming up at JM in the AM.
Done by Dove Hendler. You heard Yehuda Glantz and Kulo Tahor. Abba done by Mordechai Shapiro. Eighth day had Una Messer. Monday morning, JM in the AM, Rosh Chodesh morning. It's the 3rd of January, 2022. And a big thank you to those who got us to our goal at the end of last week in our big fundraiser. Much appreciated. Great job by everybody involved. And again, much appreciated. Uh, to everybody who helped us get to our goal on Friday. First, Monday of January 2022, the first of Shvat. Today is Rosh Chodesh, all the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh. And um, two weeks from today, our two Bishvat special here at JM and the AM. Mazel tov to Yitzchak and Liba Khan on the birth of twins. Mazel tov to the Khans, Liba and Yitzchak. Mazel tov to Amaishi Chef and Javi Schwartz. They were married last night. We say Mazel tov from all of us here at JM at the AM. Shame. 
That's called Hallel. Not sure how the, I mean, the Ryan snuck into that medley. But it's a uh, Yom Tov medley entitled Hallel from uh, Srilly Williger and Shlomi Dax from many, many years ago. Monday morning on this Rosh Chodesh morning, a Hallel morning here, or a half Hallel morning here at JM in the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in and joining us, everybody. We'll wrap things up with Yaakov Shweki at JM in the AM. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemSegal.com and the AlchemSegal Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. There we go. <laughs> Wrapping up a Monday Rosh Chodesh morning here at JM the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Plenty more tomorrow. Starting at 6 a.m., Rabbi Benji Kramer is next with Mayor Me Lim. Rabbi Benji Kramer analyzes the Hebrew language, a segment done in memory of our dear Mayor Weingarten. Um, Rabbi Benji Kramer with Mayor Me Lim next at JM and the AM. Have a fabulous Monday and Rosh Chodesh. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs>